Hey y'all, I'm Terrilyn, and this is Real Talk with Tea. Today's topic is going to be anxiety. And really, I've been wanting to talk about this topic for a very long time, but I just felt like it needed so much more depth and understanding so people wouldn't get hurt by what I'm about to say. And I think if you're going to get hurt by what I'm about to say, then maybe we should really look inward about, you know, what your anxiety actually means to you and why you're holding on to it so tightly um, and finding so much identity in your mental illness. So first and foremost, I really want to answer the question, why is it actually important for us to acknowledge our anxiety, to process our anxiety instead of medicating it? So I'm finding, working as a therapist, that even parents of teenagers are taking their kids to a psychiatrist and are just telling them they're, they have anxiety, it's causing them to be depressed, and put them on medication. Instead of being like, hey, how's it going? What's going on in your life? What's causing you so much anxiety? Instead, they're just saying, hey, fix my kid. Maybe this is even for you. Maybe you're sitting here thinking, you know, I did that. I was like, please just take away this anxiety. I'll just medicate it, right? I'll just get on medication. I'll go to a psychiatrist and and then it'll be gone. Instead of asking yourself the question of why do I have it? Where is it coming from? Why am I struggling with it now? right? And so it's really important to ask yourself a few questions. So what is your anxiety telling you, first and foremost? Your anxiety can tell you a lot of things, right? Maybe you're in a season where there's a lot of transition, a lot of things happening, right? You don't know what's going to happen. And so, you know, the unknown is actually what's causing you anxiety. So maybe you're getting transitioned from one job to another job. I'm actually, that's, this is actually happening to me. And it's actually happened to me quite a few times in 2021. And it's the fact that I'm moving from one job to the next. And I don't know why. And I don't know what's to come when I move. And it causes me a little bit of anxiousness. I'm kind of like, well, what can I expect? Am I going to get paid the same? Am I going to have a different role? Um, what kind of clients do I am I going to serve? Um, and so it can be really stressful. It can be overwhelming. And it can cause a lot of worry. And... Instead of, you know, allowing my worry to overcome me, I ask myself, well, why am I feeling that way, right? And then I address those issues. So if, if I have questions like, well, what's going to be my role? Well, then I ask. Instead of just, you know, constantly thinking and allowing my brain to overwhelm itself, because we all know that overthinking is the, the main reason that um, anxiousness kind of elevates or um, gets exasperated, instead of, you know, like, kind of nipping it in the butt and finding out a solution to that question or finding an answer to that question we just kind of overthink and overthink and overthink um, until our brain has now come up with this extravagant you know answer to that question that we first started with and so if I'm confused about my role going into this next transition of a job right my goal would then be to ask the question what's going to be my role how is it going to look differently how am I going to have to pivot or move or adjust the way that I'm doing things now to fit that role, right? And then I can kind of move forward, right? That anxiousness kind of leaves because now I can adjust. So a lot of people, instead of doing that, you'll find that they never ask the question, right? They never ask themselves the question, let alone ask somebody else the question. And so again, what is your anxiety telling you? The second thing 
you want to ask yourself when you're feeling any kind of anxiousness is what emotion is actually behind my anxiety. So super, super important, right? A lot of emotions that cause anxiousness are actually really easy to process, but we're so fixated on um, maybe how our behavior is being ran by our, our anxiety that we never actually look inward and think about, okay, well, what feeling is actually driving this anxiety to go wild? Yeah, so maybe you feel a lot of intense emotion around uh, change, right? Because maybe, you know, as you were a kid growing up, there was a lot of change in your life. Maybe you were a military child and you move from city to city, from school to school, right? So now every time change happens, you are triggered and anxiety just kind of takes off for you. So it's really trying to understand what about change scares me. Well, maybe something happened. Maybe I was, you know, really bullied in school or at a certain school. And so every time I think about change, I think about being bullied. And every time I think about being bullied, I think about not being good enough. So my anxiety actually comes from not feeling good enough instead of actually just change and transition, right? So then it's dealing with the root of not feeling good enough. Why don't I feel good enough? And it's really starting to ask yourself your questions about how can I feel good enough? And again, I told you that this podcast was going to be a lot about how I intertwine God and my therapeutic work and in order to feel worthy we need to have something outside of us something bigger something greater that we can believe in and so to deal with you know unworthiness or not good enough or fear or anything that's driving that anxiety right that emotion behind your anxiousness um, I look to God right what does God say about these feelings so really important is understanding God's idea for your life based on your emotions. God gave us feelings, absolutely. We're supposed to feel so that way we can decide what to do. But when we have the wisdom of God in our lives, we can decide what's right versus what's wrong. There's an absolute truth when you believe in Jesus. And so when I believe what's right, I will do the right thing. Then I will be acting not for my emotion, but from a place of, okay, logic, understanding, and wisdom. So it's really important to look to the word of God, right? What does the word of God say about anxiety? So a couple things is um, in Philippians 4, 6, God says, do not be anxious for anything. You'll start to realize that you kind of say this at the end of being anxious is, gosh, I was anxious for nothing or I worried for nothing. And I think God was kind of just saying that in that scripture is don't be anxious for anything because you'll end up saying that anyways, because you kind of made up the story about what could be like the what if stories instead of just actually looking to what's true and what's right. The next thing is anxiety then leads to control. I want to talk a little bit about anxiety disorders, right? It's not that I don't believe that you can have an anxiety disorder. I've actually seen people really, really riddled with anxiety, use medication, use therapy in conjunction with that, and um, by the end of six six months to a year, be completely off medication and graduating therapy. So I've seen it be um, effective and useful um, when diagnosed with an anxiety disorder. But I want to talk about what anxiety does, right? Anxiety makes us control things, right? If we're anxious about something, then we use all of our might to make sure that things happen according to our ways. So I kind of want to mesh this with what God would say. 
So God wants us to not control things, right? Because he is in control. So if we're allowing our anxiety to control everything instead of allowing our anxiety to tell us to surrender, again, hindered by our anxiety instead of motivated by our anxiety, we are going to be riddled with our anxiety instead of allowing our anxiety to propel us forward into our purpose. I believe as a therapist that actually everybody has a form of anxiety and what you do with it is really important, right? So if you're using your anxiety to control everything, then you're not actually using wisdom or discernment to move forward in what God is actually giving you. And that's that feeling underneath that anxiety. So God is giving you that feeling to do something about it. Instead of allowing it to overcome you, you overcome it. So dealing with that emotion behind that anxiety will allow you to stop controlling things, which then gives you freedom, okay? So instead of having to control everything, you kind of release that grip is what I would like to call it on that situation, on that person, on that thing, right? And now you've kind of allowed an array of things to unfold. You've stopped working so hard. Um, You can kind of give yourself a break, right? You'll find that people when they're like, oh man, I was anxious for nothing or I was overwhelmed for nothing. They kind of like exhale because they're like, wow, that was exhausting, (laughs) right? Having anxiety is exhausting. I mean, think about the symptoms of anxiety, physical symptoms like fatigue, difficulty concentrating, your sleep, you can't sleep, muscle tension, right? And then anxiety can lead to like panic attacks where your heart's beating really fast. You feel like you're almost having a heart attack. And think about how exhausting that is for your body, right? So anxiety starts in your mind, Actually, it probably starts in your heart. It starts with your emotions, leads to your mind. And then what you decide to do with that now affects your body. So really thinking about how we take control of our emotions, right? So that way when it hits our minds, we can decide, okay, how are we going to use wisdom? How are we going to use knowledge to make sure that this anxiety does not now feed into my physical being? Because you'll see that people are up all night. I mean, teenagers, man, teenagers. I mean, I work so closely with them and It's crazy to me how much of them are staying up till three, four in the morning thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking. And I mean, I remember this, you know, I I was riddled with anxiety in college. I would stay up late, late, late and wake up early, early, early because I just couldn't sleep and it was exhausting. And I would just make up scenarios in my head because I was too fearful to ask the questions, to do the work, to ask myself those questions. And I was in grad school. I was learning about this stuff. So it doesn't just not happen. You know, anxiety doesn't pinpoint certain people in certain seasons of life and say, well, they don't get it. No, right? If you allow anxiety to control you, it will. So instead of allowing your anxiety to manipulate you, you start manipulating your anxiety to help you, to grow you, to understand your calling, what God has for you. I think it's really important that we don't allow anxiety to stop us from what God has called us to, right? We actually allow it to propel us forward into what God has called us to. So anxiety is a normal reaction to a difficult situation. So if you go through things, if you're going through something, right, you're probably going to be anxious, right? But again, using the tools that I was just talking about to overcome that difficult situation is going to be so important to your anxiety. Okay, that's what I wanted to say. Instead of normalizing anxiety disorders, let's just normalize anxiety. It's normal to be anxious. It's normal to have an anxious feeling because I truly believe that God is putting something inside of you to do something, to move, to move in faith, to move in boldness, to move in courage, to do something about what you're feeling. 
Instead, we, we hold on to it and we allow it to overcome us. And then now we are normalizing anxiety disorders, which are now are allowing us to normalize medicating it. And I can't stress enough as a therapist that medicating the situation is like putting a band-aid on a bullet hole. Okay, we're just, instead of doing surgery, digging it out and then putting a band-aid and taking care of it and healing it, right? We're actually just slapping a band-aid on it and hoping for the best. That's not effective. Stop medicating your anxiousness and start asking yourself the questions about how you can use your anxiety to actually motivate you, grow you, and develop you into who you're supposed to be. I think that anxiety can be such a powerful tool. If that resonated with any of you, I just really want... Um, you to share this with somebody, maybe tell somebody about this podcast, really to just enlighten somebody about um, their anxiousness. I don't want to downplay anxiety at all, um, but I do want to just inform you about the differences between what society has allowed us to believe about anxiety and what it actually truly is. Because you probably have known somebody who struggled with anxiety, it led to depression, and now they're struggling so hard with depression that they can't get out of bed they can't motivate themselves to do anything um i actually want to read this proverb um in the bible it says anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression but a good word makes it glad so i want to encourage you guys today to share this podcast to get it out to somebody because a good word can make your heart glad which relieves the depression in your heart relieves the anxiety that overcomes you. I hope that gives you some hope today that you don't have to live with this. You don't have to live with anxiety. You don't have to do what the doctors are telling you. You can actually overcome this. And I just want to encourage you today to just reach out to Jesus. Reach out to a friend if that's what you're looking for. Reach out to a coworker, to um, a spouse, to your significant other, to someone who you know you can trust with the feelings inside of your heart to deal with the anxiousness that you're feeling. Alrighty, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Real Talk with T. I'll talk to y'all next time.